Today, we continue our player-by-player -player discussion of the Islanders roster with Scott Mayfield. We look at the season that was and his future prospects with the team. And we talk about another potential scoring forward the Islanders might be interested in acquiring in a trade this offseason. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today to be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question you'd like us to answer, a comment on something we talked about on the show, or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and that includes everything going on this offseason draft previews, free agency, trade rumors, all the way up to. Uh, training camp, which comes in September. So make sure you stay with us throughout what should be a very important offseason for the New York Islanders. We're going to continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders' season that was. We talk about what the players did last season, where they stand with the team, what their future is like, and uh, you know what role they'll probably have if they come back to the island, and we're going to start off today with defenseman Scott Mayfield. Now, Mayfield, uh, a big defenseman. He's a, either a second or third pairing defenseman, depending on, uh, you know, who he's paired with and how the injury situation is for the Islanders. He was originally drafted by the Islanders in the second round back in 2011, made his NHL debut in 2013-2014 and has spent eight seasons or at least, you know, six full seasons and parts of two others with the New York Islanders. And he, this past year, played in 61 games for the Isles, had three goals, 18 points, 55 penalty minutes, and was a minus five. 
Two of his three goals, by the way, happened to have been game winners. And for the last three seasons, Scotty Mayfield, one thing you know about him, his ice time has been very consistent. This past year, 19 minutes, 47 seconds average per uh, ice time per game. And the two previous years, 19 minutes and 29 seconds, 19 minutes and 57 seconds. So there really is sort of a uh, consistency there. He's going to give you 19 to 20 minutes a game. And look, the thing about Mayfield, he is uh, a big physical defenseman. And, you know, you look at his number, six foot five, 220 pounds. Not the fastest skater in the world, but he gets where he has to go. Uh, he's not afraid to use the body. Uh, that's always a good thing. He had 77 hits in 61 games. But the big thing about Scott Mayfield, he is steady and consistent in his own zone. And, you know, that's important, especially on a team that prides itself as a defense-first kind of a, a, a team that has to protect itself in its own zone. So, you know, most of the season, it was Mayfield and Andy Green. That was more or less the third pairing. And, you know, that's a, an experienced duo, a veteran duo, Green uh, 38, 30, uh, and Mayfield is 29. Mayfield will officially turn 30 October 14th, so probably in the first week or so of the season. The other thing about Scott Mayfield that increases his value for the Islanders, his cap hit, he is on a fairly team-friendly deal. He has one more year with a cap hit of about $1.45 million, so no, he's not going to give you a 30, 40-point season. No, he's not going to put up numbers that are just unbelievably uh, outstanding. But he's steady. He's consistent. He steps up when he has to. He can give you that little bit of offensive flash every now and again. And he is going to get the job done for you defensively. So... You know, he is sort of old reliable in that sense. Not that he's that old, but he is just very consistent, very reliable, and, you know, best suited for duty on the third pair, can step up to the second pair when and if that is necessary for the team. Unfortunately, Mayfield was injured late in the season. That caused him to miss, I would say, the last, what, four or five weeks of the year, ended up missing a little time earlier in the year, as did most of the team when it came to COVID. But 61 games out of 82, missing 21 games. You hope he can do a little bit better than that. He has never played a full 82-game season. Uh, but Mayfield, you know, kind of the guy every team needs, but also the kind of guy who... Uh, if you're not a fan of that team, if you don't watch a guy like Scotty Mayfield game in and game out, number one, you may not even know him. If you're just a casual hockey fan or you don't follow the Islanders, you know, you root for a, a Western Conference team and see the Islanders a couple of times a year, you know, Mayfield may not be on your radar, 
but he has value. Now, would the Islanders trade Scott Mayfield? Possibly. And the only reason I say that is that his low cap hit for a team that is up against the cap and, and really is sort of uh, having issues in that regard, if they can get a serviceable player for one season without breaking the bank, Mayfield would certainly fit that description. And, and you know, if the Islanders uh, are going to take a player, we talked yesterday about, like, Kevin Fiala, you're going to take a player like that off the Minnesota Wilds' hands. Maybe Minnesota wants uh, a, a serviceable player who they can afford under the cap. But I don't think the Islanders will be looking to deal Scott Mayfield unless they get a defenseman back because the depth that the blue line right now for the Islanders is not very uh, good. And this team cannot afford to deal, especially depending on whether Andy Green and Zdeno Chara come back or retire. Even if they come back, they're not guys you want to rely on for big minutes. It would be a, a situation where if you're trading Scott Mayfield, uh, you want to get a lot in return. My guess is Mayfield is back with the Islanders and continues to be that reliable, steady, third-pair defenseman who can kill penalties, who can, uh, you know, make the odd, exciting offensive play, but for the most part is going to be most valuable in his own zone, helping out his goalie and back-checking and, and picking up his guy and clearing the puck out from the Islanders' zone. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We have another High-scoring forward, the Islanders may be interested in acquiring in a trade this year, a player who has been rumored to be uh, a possible Islanders target in the past. Plus, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. I love brownies. I mean, doesn't everybody? But you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Well, imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. Well, you're in luck. Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever, the brownie batter puff. Yeah, you heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. Have you tried the puffs yet? Well, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's right, delicious-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate and with just 140 calories, but they pack 17 grams of protein and have only 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to Built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It has nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, again, we, we started yesterday 
talking a little bit about some players the Islanders may be interested in acquiring during the offseason. And there's a number of them, really. Uh, the two areas that we're talking about are a goal-scoring forward, preferably someone who's going to get a minimum of 25 goals, but 30 and up is even more desirable. Uh, and then that puck-moving defenseman. Those are the two biggest priorities for the New York Islanders at this point. Now, again, you make a trade, you sign a free agent. Certainly, you know, those kind of things can change. But yesterday we talked about Kevin Fiala, who spent the season with the Minnesota Wild. But today, Vladimir Tarasenko, who is with the St. Louis Blues. Now, you may recall that last year Tarasenko said, hey, I want out of St. Louis. And there were rumors, oh yeah, the Islanders would be a perfect fit. They're interested. But that deal never happened. Tarasenko stayed in St. Louis. And not only did he stay with the Blues, but he had a bounce back season. Stayed healthy, scored 34 goals, and had 82 points in 75 games. And again, you, you look at it as a plus seven. He is productive in at even strength. He had nine game-winning goals, and he's had a, a lot of seasons with, you know, eight, seven, six game-winning goals in the past. The nine is a career high. And then shots, 230 shots on goal in 75 games. So, you know, that's about a little more than three shots on goal per game, the kind of player the Islanders need to add to their roster. And look, he had five power play goals, 17 power play assists. He even had a shorty this year, uh, can kill penalties. Not a big uh, guy who's going to spend a lot of time in the penalty box, had only 32 penalty minutes. And by the way, that was the most he's had in a season in the last six years. Uh, Tarasenko is right now 30. He'll be 31 in December, which means he's still got some prime years left, maybe two or three years before he kind of starts to slow down. Seven career hat tricks, all of them with the Blues who drafted him in the first round, 16th overall back in 2010. Tarasenko would add a little speed to the lineup and a lot of offensive ability. He is a right wing. Uh, if you have a, a line of Barzal, Lee, and Tarasenko, that is a pretty darn good top line. It would really transform the top line from where it was the last few years to which was kind of a shaky top line, more of a, a, a very, very good second line or a below average first line as far as offensive ability is concerned, you add a Vladimir Tarasenko, you make that a solid to very good first line, especially because you get the feeling that if you add a guy like Tarasenko, who has a 40-goal season and five 30-plus goal seasons in addition to that 40-goal season, you keep him healthy, here's a guy who really could uh, make Matthew Barzal's assist total go way up. And, you know, you add Anders Lee, let's say, or Brock Nelson 
lead to get in front of the goal. Tip in some of those shots by Tarasenko. Tarasenko setting up Lee, uh, uh, rather, uh, Barzal setting up Lee, setting up Tarasenko. I think you have the makings of a very strong line and a very strong lineup. And look, he he played a lot this year, uh, averaging a little less than 17 minutes of ice time per game, solid numbers. He's gone as high as 19 minutes of ice time, which for a forward is pretty impressive. And his shooting percentage, 14.8 this year, his career numbers, 12.9. Now, would he play defense well enough to kind of fit in to the Islanders system? I think he could. Uh, I don't think he's outstanding defensively, but I think he would be the kind of guy who would be willing to make that sacrifice. And again, if you're teaming him with either Nelson or Lee and Barzal, I don't see his offensive numbers going down significantly. Now, the cap hit right now for Vladimir Tarasenko this year was $7.5 million. The Islanders can fit a player like that under the cap. And remember, they would have to acquire him via trade. So, uh, you know, they would probably be giving up a player or two or a draft pick or both in order to, to get Tarasenko. So even though his cap hit is pretty high at $7.5 million, it is a doable trade. Now, again, would the Blues consider trading him? He's one of their best offensive players. They're still in the playoffs as of right now, although they have a, a tough situation where they're down 2-1 to one to the Avalanche and they've lost their clutch starting playoff goalie for the rest of the series. But... You know, it seems like things with the Blues and Tarasenko have improved, and whether or not they would deal him now, we don't know. The reason I think the Blues might be willing to part with Tarasenko after this past season, his value is back up. Before this year, he had been injured the last two years, uh, only played a total of 34 games in 2019-2020 and 2020-2021 combined. So you would have been selling or trading him when his value was very low. Now coming off a better than a point-a-game season where he scored 34 goals, the Blues could trade him while his value is high. There's a certain amount of logic to it. Uh, Again, depending on what the Blues and Tarasenko want to do, but... Uh, would he be a big help to the Islanders? Would he transform this team's offense by joining the Islanders? Absolutely. And you look at those goal totals, 37, 40, 39, 33, 33, 34. When he's healthy, this guy has what it takes to really give opposing players someone they've got to account for every time he's out on the ice. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more. A Slovakian player who was with the Islanders in the late 1990s. Let's see if you can guess who it is. All that still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, we are going to wish a very happy 45th birthday to former Islanders right wing Vladimir Orsag and the native of Slovakia, 5'11", 193 pounds, a fifth round pick of the Islanders back in 1995, made his NHL debut in 97-98 for the Isles, playing in 11 games, picking up an assist, was with the Islanders for part of two more seasons, 1998-99 and 1999-2000. Uh, went back to the Swedish Elite League for a year and then played three years for the Predators and one year for the Blues with uh, more time in Europe in between those stints. He played in 289 NHL games in his career, 54 goals, 119 points, and 194 penalty minutes. He played in six playoff games, all of those with Nashville scoring twice and adding four penalty minutes. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders, April 12th, 1999, at the Continental Airlines Arena in New Jersey. Islanders and Devils. Felix Potvan was the goalie for the Islanders. Martin Brodeur, the goalie for the Devils. Two great goalies in this one. And it was our Islanders' birthday of the day, Vladimir Orsog getting the Isles on the board first midway through the period Orsag is first from Dmitry uh, Nabokov and Barry Richter at 12-17. Islanders up one to nothing. Then the Islanders' power play goes to work. Kenny Danico off for roughing, and it's Max Lindgren, his eighth, from Ziggy Palfi and Brian Smolinski with five seconds left in the period. After 20 minutes, Islanders two, and the Devils nothing. In the second... Kenny Johnson heads off for interference. The Devils go on the power play, and it's Brian Ralston. His 22nd from Randy McKay and Bobby Holik at 5.04. That makes it a 2-1 game after 40 minutes. The Islanders extend their lead in the third. Mike Watt, his eighth from Dmitry Nabokov at 8.09. But less than a minute later, the Devils get back to within a goal. Jason Arnott, his 27th from Peter Sikora and Patrick Eliash. That made it 3-2, but Claude Lapointe gets the Islanders back up by two. His 14th from Trevor Linden at 17-41. Islanders win it by a score of 4-2. And Felix Potvan made 55 saves in this game. Islanders were outshot 57-23, but still... End up with the win for Vladimir Orsag, our Islanders' birthday of the day. His first career NFL uh, NHL goal. He was a plus two in this game, scored on his only shot, and was out on the ice for 15 minutes and two seconds. So, again, uh, we want to wish a very happy 45th birthday to Vladimir Orsag. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Love to hear your thoughts about the two forwards that we've talked about as possible trade targets for the Islanders. Kevin Fiala yesterday, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko today. I think Fiala could probably be less expensive to acquire, all things being equal. Um, And he certainly carries a lower cap hit. And the only reason I think it would be easier to acquire Fiala 
is that the Wild are in such a bad situation with the salary cap, they would be willing to part with him a little more readily. I think St. Louis would ask for a lot more in return for Tarasenko. He would also cost the Islanders more in salary, but uh, Tarasenko is also more of a pure goal scorer than Fiala. But again, uh, tweet us, email us, uh, leave comments, just let us know if you have a preference as to which of those two forwards the Islanders would be better off acquiring uh, this year during the offseason. And again, we will continue to highlight different players who either the Islanders have been rumored to be interested in or there are you know trade rumors out there that we can discuss over the course of this offseason. We will also continue our player-by-player look at uh, the Islanders' roster tomorrow when we discuss Josh Bailey's season and his potential future with the New York Islanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Memorial Day weekend just around the corner uh, and an important anniversary coming up this week, and we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show also. Stay safe, have a great day, and of course, let's go Islanders!